know some of you enjoy it when I have a good old-fashioned rant, so get your popcorn, because I had a lot of problems with this movie. Now, I'm a big classic film fan, and I, I mourn the demise of Turner Classic Movies. It lives on in some ways on HBO Max, which is why HBO Max is such a great streaming service, but the channel itself uh, just isn't what it once was. Rest in peace. Robert Osborne, such a great guy. I saw him walking outside the plaza once a few years before he died, and I came, I went up to him and I said, I'm so sorry to bother you, Mr. Osborne, but I'm such a big fan, and he was so nice. Uh, I do miss him. He did so. I don't think he gets enough credit. He's up there with Roger Ebert for, I think, really inst instilling a love of cinema in so many people. And he would be appalled with this movie. Now, I know some people don't care to watch black and white movies, but come on! I mean, you are missing some great stuff! Alfred Hitchcock's Rebecca won Best Picture and Best Cinematography, so sure it might be in black and white, but it still looks amazing. And it was nominated in nine other categories. This was a big, huge movie, and it was Hitchcock's, Alfred Hitchcock's first film for Hollywood, and it put him on the map. And he, of course, went on to do, I mean, who doesn't love Alfred Hitchcock? This is like one of his best films. And you can watch it right now, right here on YouTube, by the way, for free. Thank you to those of you who told me that it was available when I did my trailer reaction for this new version, because for some reason, uh, Rebecca isn't made available in any streaming services. It's hard to get a copy of it at all. But it's here on YouTube, and I'm passing this good deed along, and the link is down below in the video description. That is the aspect ratio. It was olden days. It's black and white. It's a square. But I'm telling you, it's amazing. So good. I actually watched it right after this trailer came out for this new film because you guys told me it was available. I was like, I'm watching it. And it was phenomenal. It was so good. Uh, and you might be like, well, maybe that's what ruined this new Rebecca for you, Grace. No. You know what ruined this new Rebecca for me? The new Rebecca. All right. And as you will discover when you watch the 1940 version, there is absolutely no reason to remake it. I don't know why anybody would be like, let's remake this. I mean, they didn't even update the time period. It's just a straight remake and it's ridiculous. But director Ben Wheatley and screenwriter Jane Goldman, who have not such a bad resume, one that would never make you think they would do something so stupid, they've decided to remake it and they've turned it into basically the Lifetime version. From Alfred Hitchcock to Lifetime. That's right, we all just threw up in our mouth a little bit. It's ridiculous. I mean, I guess no disrespect to Lifetime and like Hallmark Channel movies. Uh, and there's obviously money there because Netflix is going into that space too, but you don't do that to Rebecca. You go find some other thing to do that too. Now, the movie starts off well enough. When the movie begins, you'll be like, what are you talking about, Grace? This is fun. Because who doesn't enjoy running around the south of France? And the movie is shot on location, so you're actually there, and it's gorgeous. It's, I was in the south of France. It made me really want to go back. I've only been there once but boy, did it make an impression. It was gorgeous. And I have to say that the new Rebecca's location scout does the best job of anyone on the film. That's the real superstar here from the south of France locations. That garden they go to, it's a real place. Put it on your to-do list if you ever get to go to the south of France and everyone should go at least once. It's as beautiful as the movies. I went to uh, Monaco and that's just a thrilling place. It's so cool, but anyway, to the cliffs outside Manderley. Those were really cool. I mean, there are a number of visual 
striking visuals in the film. The expanded masquerade ball, for instance, is a welcome surprise, although its scale is also surprisingly small. I appreciated the design and the detail that they went into, but at the same time, I was like, if you couldn't afford on the film's budget to do a party that the, the, to the degree that would need to be done to do justice to this famous ball everybody keeps talking about throughout the movie, then you shouldn't have done it. Because this party seems, you know, a little bit like a cool, like a very expensive, like college party, more, for, more, more realistically. And the the film's biggest visual letdown is Manderley. Manderley. Now, if you don't know what Manderley is, Manderley is an, the iconic home of Max de Winter. So it's very famous in the film. They really build it up. They're like Manderley, but it's also a famous movie location. Uh, you know, it's not a real place, but you know, well, it's based on iconic homes, you know, in England, but it's like a historic fictional location in Hollywood history. So it should look amazing. I mean, it's reduced to a home that pales in comparison, certainly to the Hitchcock version, which wasn't a real house. It was sets, but it looked amazing. And even though to Downton Abbey, this is like a smaller version of Downton Abbey, which is ridiculous. And this film, obviously, by the way, was like, people love Downton Abbey. Lily James, of course, is from Downton Abbey. Let's do a Downton Abbey version of Rebecca, which is ridiculous because here's the problem. They have much more staff on hand here in this movie than in the Alfred Hitchcock version. And their presence, the second Mrs. DeWinter, they never give Lily James's character's name. She's called the second Mrs. DeWinter. But she actually goes down to the staff quarters several times, which significantly demystifies not just Manderley, but Mrs. Danvers. Oh my God, we'll talk about Mrs. Danvers in a moment. In fact, the whole film though, in an effort to seem bigger, actually makes itself seem smaller. In trying to answer mysteries like Mrs. Danvers' background, the answers that Jane Goldman and her co-writers have come up with are rather boring and quite frankly, a huge letdown to the ones that were hinted at in the Hitchcock film. You're like, oh, that's what you were hiding? You could have told me that, it's not that big a deal. (laughs) All right, so Mrs. Danvers, what a mess. The LGBT hints have been stripped away instead of played up like one would expect in a 2020 film. I mean, I thought that would be the main reason to remake this because you don't have the same censors that were in place. Uh, There are some other elements that are more true to the novel as well because the production code isn't around anymore, but I'm not going to give anything away. Um, I don't know how much that, that other change affects the story, but the Mrs. Danvers changes, I think, significantly affect the story and not in a positive way. And at one point, the second Mrs. DeWinter actually visits Mrs. Danvers in Mrs. Danvers' room in the servants' quarters. And the whole thing is rather sad because it's totally out of character for both of them. At that point, I was like, I don't even know what's happening here anymore. What am I watching? Because it's certainly not Rebecca. Plus, to cut Mrs. Danvers' most iconic scene from the 1940 film, and the whole reason it won the Best Cinematography Oscar is one of the dumbest things I've ever seen. I was waiting for it. I was like, oh, this is going to be great. And then they were like, oh, no, we're not doing it. And you're like, what? Army Hammer, way too young to play Max de Winter. Uh, and by the way, a lot of making out and sucking face in this movie. I was like, I think she's like, Does he, do you think he likes me? And I'm like, he can't stay away from me. What are you talking about? I mean, it's, the movie doesn't need it. The story doesn't need it. So anyway, Max's role, and they added something, they also add that Max de Winter sleepwalks, but they never do anything with it. They're like, in this version, he sleepwalks. And you're like, okay, so what are we going to do with this to make it worth including? And they're like, absolutely nothing. We just put it in there so that we can say that, you know, we changed it up a little bit. So anyway, um, his role is significantly reduced. In fact, he no longer factors into the film's important and classic third act. Instead, he's put on the sidelines so that Lily James's character can play Nancy Drew. 
which again, totally goes against the original film. I mean, instead of Max and his new bride becoming a team, Lily James is more obsessed with defeating Rebecca than helping her husband, which again is totally out of character for her. And speaking of out of character, the very end of the film, I'm not going to give it away, but it's so modern and out of place with the original story and characters, shoehorned in there in a way that gives feminism a bad name. I'm a very strong feminist, but stuff like this makes my job harder. And I actually rolled my eyes watching it. I was like, I can't, just when I thought this movie couldn't be any more appalling, you put that end in there. I mean, just the very last shot, when you see it, you too will be like, Grace was right. Uh, now, it's understandable that Lily James was cast here because, in a way, this is very much a gothic Cinderella story. But the truth of the matter is, is that Lily James is just way too attractive and stylized way too alluringly to play this role. She just can't do it. I mean, it's not at all shocking that Max would fall in love with her despite her station as a lady's companion. You know, it's England. The class system is very important. But still, she looks so gorgeous, you're like... I think everybody would understand that he made an exception here. Instead of, it's supposed to be a real shocker that he would decide to marry her. That happens in the first 20 minutes or so, so you know about it. All right, so anyway. And James also refuses to play the character as the Betty Cooper that she is. Instead, instead, insisting that deep down, there's a Veronica Lodge in there. That's Rebecca. Rebecca's the Veronica Lodge. You can't both be Veronica Lodge or else it doesn't work. I mean, I can't believe the director, I mean, I guess they agreed with it, but I'd be like, Lily James, you are an actress. The way you act in this movie does not reflect on you personally, except beyond you, whether or not you did a good job. It's almost like Lily James was like, I don't want to be the uncool second banana in this movie to Rebecca. And you're like, but that's the role. So if you didn't want to do it, you shouldn't have taken the role because she is the second banana. But, you know, she has a lot of attributes and that's why Max, well, I won't give anything away, but you'll see. And also, to replace George frickin' Sanders, and if you don't know who George Sanders is, you've done yourself a horrible disservice in life. He has so many great movies that he's made. But to replace him with Sam Riley, I mean, come on. Although he was pretty forward during the horseback riding scene. That made quite the impression on me. I, and also, again, I was like, why did you add that? I don't know why they added it. It just was really weird. Like, they added weird stuff that was very aggressive, and they never did anything with it. So it was bizarre. And for those of you, again, who are like, well, maybe if maybe I'll like it, Grace, if I didn't see the Hitchcock version, right? Maybe you're just too married to the original film. Well, I think it's more like when you watch this, if you haven't seen the 1941, you'll be like, I don't get why anybody makes a big deal about this story. It's not that great. But it is great. Go watch the one that did it correctly. So that's my review of Netflix's Rebecca. If you'd like to give it a whirl, and I suspect many of you will, because, you know, I got to say, when I got my screener, I was like, I'm watching this right away, because who doesn't love, you know, gorgeous locations, a romance? You know, I mean, it's watchable, but I mean, you really should watch tonight. I mean, it, it do, at least do me the favor of watching both of them. Please, I'm begging you, watch both of them. And watch the, and watch the 1941 version first, because... I think that you're not going to want to watch it after you watch this one because it'll be like, why would I? It's not that great. But it is. 1941 is just an absolutely phenomenal film. Back me up down below in the comments if you've seen it. I'd be curious to see what you guys think of this uh, Rebecca film, this new one. I just had just huge problems with it. It's like the people who made it didn't even watch the 1940 version, which is ridiculous. All right, so anyway, it begins streaming this Wednesday on Netflix. Share your thoughts down below, subscribe today, and of course, as always, you can check out some more videos right now.